Welcome in, everybody. I'm Owen Sikonik. My name's Cole Connor. And this is episode four of the Panther Pod. So, uh, Cole, I think I hear something ringing again. You, you hear that? Oh, Lord. Do, do you hear this? You hear that? Oh, sounds lovely. Please don't start singing again. West Virginia. It's a very special week here on the Panther Pod. Today is my mother's birthday. So happy birthday, Mom! <laughs> Hope it's a great one. I love you. Thank you for allowing me to do this. And thank you for giving me such a great life here on Earth. Um, I love you very much. Happy birthday, Mama. Happy birthday, Mrs. Spelnick. Woohoo! Ah, yes! At least it wasn't Sweet Caroline. At least it wasn't Sweet Caroline, but let me tell you! Finally! Finally! Those country roads have taken that black diamond trophy back home to Morgantown. After 6,195 days, it is back home, and I cannot be more excited. You just lost us like half of our fan base. I'm just gonna tell you. I right don't now. care. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. They can skip through, fast forward this, whatever you want to talk to. You want to listen to Fairman Odak after this? You know. I don't care. My Mountaineers won, baby. They beat Tech, and for a while they were whooping up on them, twenty-seven to seven, going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, that fourth quarter though. Let's not talk about it. But, oh, let's talk about it. Oh, and how are you feeling in that fourth quarter, bud, on that I, last drive? I was puckered up tighter than a middle school boy getting ready to kiss his first girlfriend. Oh, Lord, I bet. <laughs> I was – you know, it was a good game. I think we took the air out of the ball way too early, but it was a good game. Defense is rock freaking solid. Yeah, I mean, Burmeister still – when he's throwing 223 and two touchdowns, like, I, but it beat you on his leg, so that's where it hurt us. Yeah, here, here's my thing with Burmeister. Um, he is a very solid quarterback, and to only hold him to yes. 223, I think, says a lot about your defense. Yes. Um, I still think it's too early to see what kind of shape Tech is going to be in for the rest of the year. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we're coming up on week four of college football. Mm-hmm. Um. And, I mean, that that's when things start taking shape. So, yep. you either just beat a possible 2-2 two and two team or mm-hmm. a 3-1 and one team. It's, I mean, yeah. either, either way. Um, I don't know who they play this upcoming week, but we can look that up. Um, but not only was our game the only wild game, you, you kick off the week with UCF versus Louisville. That was oh, a wild, awesome end, wild ending. 
Louisville ends up beating UCF 42-35. to I mean, Alabama beating Florida 31-29. Oh. Honestly, I had that as a blowout for Alabama. I think that goes to show you just how competitive the SEC can be. May the record show. I said last week that Florida had a chance. Oh, 100%. And, and I think, hey, I, I think you call a different play. You know, going back now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, But going back, I think you call a different two-point conversion play, or you just kick the field goal. I don't know. I mean, I get why you don't kick the field goal to begin, or the extra point to begin with, because it's Alabama. Yeah, you never know. And it's a, you know, it's one point. But hey, props to Florida. I was, I was excited to see that. I thought they had it there at the end. Uh, Maryland beats Illinois 20 to 17. And this is like, Illinois and Maryland are both kind of a toss-up because Illinois beats Nebraska, and then they get blown out by Virginia. Yeah, Maryland beat and Maryland is now three and zero, but they got in a shootout with they were in a shootout with us with West Virginia, but they were also yep. in a shootout with Illinois. So I don't know. Again, I mean, it, it goes back to what I was just saying, where you know, until week four, and everyone has played um, a single A mm-hmm. team, you can't really compare yeah. teams. No, nope. um, it and you can when when I say you can't compare teams. What I mean is, is you will sit there looking uh, at a whiteboard, connecting dots, looking like a schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, for hours upon hours, trying to get win loss records. Well, because it, it's still you're still running on the adrenaline and the hype of the start of the season. So oh, for sure. So you're you're gonna get that those those jitters and excitement by week four. Like you said, you've already settled down. You know, some people are zero and four, but at this point, they're not making. You know, it's very. You're wondering, oh, we might not make a bowl game. Yeah. You know, so it, it just all depends. Um, then we're going to, you know, looking at Michigan Michigan State versus Miami. What's going on with the Canes, man? The, the you. The you suck. Um, at 38 to 17. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's too good. And they were no, right. absolutely not. I mean, it, it definitely it goes into the whole, this is why you don't start ranking teams until week four. Like, you can't take ranking seriously until then. Well, and also don't rank somebody just based on their name. You know, yeah. the U was, I get it, it was good back in the day. And yeah, the, back in the 90s. Back in the 90s. Well, I couldn't tell you last time Miami was competitive. No. FSU, same thing. Well, FSU, I can tell you last time they were competitive is when Jimbo was there with Jameis Winston. Famous Jameis, baby. Oh, yeah. um, How'd he look this week? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I thought um, he was supposed to be the second coming of Drew Brees there. Hey, not the second coming of Drew Brees. He's the first coming of Famous Jameis. I know. We already let's saw that. It, let's get it wrong. Yeah, Famous Jameis for all them interceptions he threw. threw more. Hey, he only threw two. Yeah, but how many threw at Tampa Bay? Anyway. More than he threw touchdown. No, he threw the exact same amount. Thank you. Oh, that's why. 30-30. Mm. 30-30. Make a 30 for 30 on that. But 30 for 30 on James. I'd pay good money to watch it. I don't know how many other people would. But, but you know, all right, so there's problems for Miami. ACC, That those used to be your bell cows. You know, Miami and then FSU just gets blown out. By, yeah, I mean, same thing can be said with Clemson. Exactly. What's going on? You only... You only win by a few points. You know, you you win fourteen to eight against Clemson. What's I mean uh, against Georgia Tech? What's what's going on? You know, and I mean, when your whole conference goes five and three over the past week, like don't get me wrong, that's still a winning record. Mm-hmm. But those what three of those wins were close wins that could have gone either way. Yeah, because what I'm looking at is Clemson, 
uh, Georgia Tech. Well, those are no Clemson and Georgia. Tech. No, no, no. What I'm like the oh, games. So oh. like Clemson, Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah. Miami. Not Miami. No, not Miami. They lost. Excuse me. Hold on. Uh, at the time, Virginia and UNC because at the half. Yeah. You're right. UVA was beating UNC. Yeah, they looked like they were going to come away. And then, and then UNC just came out swinging in that second half. It was wild. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Florida State, not looking good. You start off the year 0-3. You're definitely not making the playoffs. That's out of the question. Now you're just wondering. Oh, 100%. You're just wondering, is, is it bowl eligibility? You lose to Notre Dame. All right, well, that was in overtime, so that was – you're hurt, but you also like as Notre Dame, you know. Yeah. And then you get a fluke, a fluke loss to which should have been prevented by yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State, and then you get blown out by Wake Forest. Wake Forest. I mean, now is the time to panic if you're Florida State, because again, you you just lost that. You lost any kind of hope for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're trying to see if you're going to be in a New Year's Six bowl. Or if you're going to be in a bowl, a bowl period. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully they can turn things around because I think college football is better when most, if not all, teams are competitive, mm-hmm. um, especially big name teams like Florida State and the U. So, uh, Florida, what are you doing? The state of Florida. <laughs> hey, but I mean, UCF isn't like. Like you're two for two right now. You have, yeah, because UCF and Florida, they're they're holding it down. Florida yeah, State. even though they lost, like it was yeah. a, like a, across the board, Florida took a big old L this week. Oh, one you can't argue that they won that game, but to keep that close with number one ranked Alabama, uh-huh. like historically dominant Alabama, thirty one twenty nine. Honestly. That's a win. Yeah. Like, when, even though they lost. Yeah, and UCF had a hiccup right there at the end against Louisville. So, I mean, you just go back to it. But even then, UCF is only 2-1. and one. So, they're, I mean, they're doing fine. Uh, Clemson, what's going on with Clemson? I mean, it, are they are they in that downswing of – and you kind of see this with Oklahoma, and we'll get, in, we'll get into that for West Virginia's preview. But are they on that downswing of we're coming off Deshaun like – Eight years of Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. You know, are are you coming? It looked like for a while they were going to turn into like an Oklahoma and Alabama of just recycling quarterbacks. Every yeah, year. just a constant like the new QBU. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, they just they need some more consistency in their offense, and I don't know if they have the best quarterback option. I don't. I feel like they could probably grab someone. Off of the street, and they would play better. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on with him. Um, maybe Georgia Tech's better than what everybody pictured, but I yeah. don't. I don't know. Usually, you look at Georgia Tech like the Vanderbilts and the Kansas of the yeah of the world, which is weird because their first coach was John Heisman. Yeah. So like, they're yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's always a. It's a weird concept so Clemson we need to keep an eye out and just even though they're two and one which isn't bad you lost to an old school football game to Georgia which is not a bad loss you only you know yeah it's that wasn't a bad loss 10 to 7 so I don't know that's just something to watch but I think what this this year shows is that anybody is beatable it's not the land it's well, I mean, look at the undefeated teams at the top of the power rankings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the two obvious, like Alabama, Georgia. Okay, fine. Yeah, but they're beatable, though. They've shown that. Yeah, but 
beyond those two, let's be realistic. Do you think Alabama is going to lose a game this year? I think so. I think to Georgia. If I, if it's not Florida, I think Georgia. We'll and, see. I mean, we'll see in the SEC championship. And we'll That's, see if Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas's creeping. I mean, yeah, okay, they beat Texas, but what's Texas done in the past couple of years? It's you don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. But I mean, yeah. Arkansas's maybe this is their year. You know that that offense looks humming. Ole Miss, Ole Miss, that offense is humming. It is. It is. I mean, I can't argue with you. But anyway, my point was besides Alabama, Georgia, which to be fair, they do look beatable, but I could easily see them not losing a game except to each other. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I can see that. Besides see that. those two, do you really think there's any kind of powerhouses? Mm, not one in the ACC. Unless you unless UNC can bounce back. I don't maybe still Clemson cuz they're Clemson. Um but I don't, I don't know. In the ACC, I don't really see one. Um, look at Ohio State. They got, you know, they're not doing so hot either. No. I mean, I don't. Out of that, out of that team, uh, Penn State. Penn State is is one. Maybe not a powerhouse, but they're a yeah. Dangerous. They're going to be a competitive program. They're they're a dangerous team to face off against. Um, the Big Twelve is kind of up in the air. I mean, Texas got blown out by Arkansas, um, and they don't they don't know who their quarterback is. O- Oklahoma. Looks good, but Spencer Sanders has not shown that that leadership ability. I mean, that's come out of Oklahoma and those those reporting out of those those reports is that Spencer Sanders has not stepped up to that leadership role that Baker was at or Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray. He he hadn't stepped up into that leadership role. He's still young and he's he he, he wants to he wants to make a play which can get them into trouble against some teams. Iowa State. I don't know about Iowa State. You lost to uh, Iowa, and you didn't look good. You pulled, yeah. you benched Brock Purdy, your starting quarterback, in the middle of that game. So I don't. I mean, I I don't know. Baylor and TCU are looking pretty good right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Kansas State looking pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, West Virginia looked better, but I don't know if they can be at the top. Yep. Um, you know, Oklahoma State. Uh, I mean, they they got away with one at Boise this this past weekend on a. <laughs> On a, they should have never blown the whistle. They should no, never blown the whistle not. on that one. Because uh, if they if they don't blow the whistle, then I think Boy, Boise goes on the sc- scores on that fumble, and they hold the lead. Because Spencer Sanders just wasn't doing much for Oklahoma State. Absolutely. So I just, you then, know, I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of questions. I feel like, like you were saying, anyone can lose this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just going to be a matter of who are those teams that are going to step up and, you know, shock some programs. Mm-hmm. BYU for Pac-12 championship. <laughs> because they play – they very well easily – they play five Pac-12 teams this year. Oh, for sure, yeah. They could easily go 5-0 and and just be an honorary Pac-12 champion. But if you – if you know – Speaking literally for Pac-12, I think Oregon's the, at at the top up there. Yeah. Um, for SEC, I'm I'm gonna say Bama. Bama just all you know they they blew out Miami, and of course maybe Miami's not that good, but they they blew out Miami. So I just think there there's that. Um, I think the SEC championship game is gonna come down to Alabama Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it should be Alabama Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, for me, the biggest question is who's coming out of the East to challenge Alabama? Uh, Tennessee. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. No, no, I don't. Um, Tennessee won 56 to nothing. Granted, it was against Tennessee Tech, but yeah. hey, that's something. Whatever. That's something to hang your hat on, Bulls uh, fans. Yeah, I mean – I don't. I don't know. Um, out of the East, who's who's in the East? Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, I mean uh, Georgia. I, I, Georgia's the only one that I can think. Yeah, besides unless, Georgia, there's not really any other big powerhouses. Because the SEC West is where it's like, where it's yeah. Auburn, Alabama, Alabama LSU, yeah. yeah. Um, unless Florida beats Georgia, and yeah. I, I, you know, and even then, that's going to be, a, you know, if they go on to win. And Georgia's undefeated, and Georgia loses to Florida, where they're both—I don't know what eleven and one. Yeah, or, I don't, pretty much. They'll be eleven and one. Who do you who do you rank? I guess it all depends on who you beat. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, but S, the SEC West is where it's at. I mean, who knows? Maybe Ole Miss may jump up there and give Alabama a scare, or yeah. Arkansas. I don't. I don't see it. But but if they keep playing solid football and have that offense and defense humming the way they are, it very could be. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, um, but get uh, so Auburn lost to Penn State this week, um, and then going into the new Big Twelve, uh, Cincinnati was in a shootout with Indiana. Cincinnati came off from all the way back to beat Indiana thirty eight to twenty four. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. The new Big Twelve is looking solid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you have BYU and Cincinnati both getting big wins in mm-hmm. one week, it just and I mean they got big ones last week too, didn't they? Yeah, because BYU beat Utah in that yeah. in their in after nine years they finally beat Utah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it just goes to show you that I think they picked uh three of the best schools that they could to bring up to the big uh to the new Big Twelve, I should say. Yeah, Houston got a win. I don't think it was as big as BYU beating Arizona State or Cincinnati beating Indiana, but I mean Cincinnati went on the road, was down, came yeah. back and won at Indiana. I mean, a win's a win, ultimately. Yeah. Um, so, you know, BYU is 15th. They came out 15th in the power rankings. Uh, Cincinnati's still in the top still in the top 10. Iowa State's still ranked. I don't know if they're in the top 15 or not. Um, uh, Cincinnati's ranked 8th. Yeah. And we'll we'll they get haven't, into this a little earlier. They haven't moved. Later. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati's ranked 8th. BYU's 15th. Okay. 15th. And then Iowa State. I'm trying to Yeah, Iowa State's one spot ahead of BYU. Okay, so they're fourteenth. Yeah. So, all right, it's not too bad. So, I mean, and, and Houston's not ranked, but they didn't get that big of a win. I think they play like um, another group of five or an. I think so. Yeah. Five. I can't remember. They still won big. Um, so Holgerson's two and one right now for the season. We'll see how he does. <laughs> he crash and burn, baby. Here's the, here's the thing with Holgerson when he left. West Virginia, it was, all the talk up there was that Holgerson didn't like, you know, being a Power 5 coach, there's a lot of pressure to go out and perform and win. Group of five, uh, you know, yeah. it's changed being in the American. If you're in the American, that's a it's change. Oh, for sure. With those teams. Um, but, you know, it, it, the whole thing with Holgerson was that he wanted to go back to Houston because he was from Houston, but it was also because he didn't want that pressure on him of a power five coach. So he just left and went down to Houston. Now he's back for a third time. Actually, not a third time. He's, gosh, 
he's back for a second time as a head coach in the Big 12, but not the first time, not the second time he's been in the Big 12 because he was a coordinator at Texas Tech. He was a coordinator at West Virginia. He was he was coordinator somewhere um, or positions coach at Oklahoma State. I mean, he's been everywhere at the Big 12. Oh, yeah. So Well, I mean, I think Holgerson is your – he he is very much – I'm not going to put him on the same level of Nick Saban. No, no, no. Looking at the team Saban has coached mm-hmm. in the SEC, he is very much what Saban – how Saban bounces around from team to team, not here recently because Saban's, uh, he has a lifelong contract at Alabama. Pretty much. If he doesn't, then I'll be shocked. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Saban and Holgerson are fairly equivalent when it comes to moving around team to team in the same conference. The time that the teams that they've moved Yeah, with, absolutely. Yeah. Not the win-loss record or anything like that or no. how dominant they are, but – yeah. Well, and see, even with the, you know, going back to the American and being that competitive at a Power 5 level, I mean, look at Memphis. Memphis beat Mississippi State this week, yep. 31-29. That one confused me very much. I think they brought in Houston solely for the money. Oh, They're, for sure. Because there's be, Memphis, their stadium is twice the size of um, Houston's, and Houston doesn't even pack it. Memphis, I think, packs it at least. But yeah, well, they have what sixty two, sixty thousand of the state, sixty thousand, sixty thousand even. Memphis, Ariam, I'm sorry, Houston, I think has between. I think they just upgraded so it's between forty five and fifty, which I mean isn't bad considering no. where they were, but where they're <laughs> going to be. That I mean, you would fully expect them to pack that stadium out. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we'll see. Um, they're talking about. There could be another round of expansion going to, um, and, and going on to uh, Boise, looking at Boise State or Memphis. Uh, but <laughs> one other team I want to go to is UCLA. Cole, you want to know who they lost to? Fresno State. You want to know how many points Fresno State dropped on UCLA? Forty. UCLA only lost by three, but that was thirty-seven. Fresno State could have beat y'all. They dropped more points on UCLA than y'all dropped on UCLA. Owen, I will give you five seconds to try and outrun me right now. Oh, that's easy. Five. That's four. easy. <laughs> that's easy. That's easy. Oh, man. You're not let, wrong. Let me try to outrun the O-lineman. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, man, we're deceptively fast. Maybe not me, but. um, Yeah, no, it. Fresno State, again, it's one of those things where, okay, did you just jump up to be this semi-decent school or is UCLA, and by extension, LSU, just that bad? <laughs> it's like, come on. Well, I mean, really? I mean, Fresno State? Really? Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, everybody's thinking that UCLA is looking good. They might be a threat this year in the Pac-12. Oh, they beat LSU. Oh, joke's on you. That doesn't really mean Jack. Because they lost to Fresno State. So, that's... that's... Uh, I'm fine. It's fine. We're good. Um, And this is kind of off football topic. And for any of our listeners who are also NASCAR fans, I want to bring this up as well. Cole, I don't know. I know you don't watch NASCAR. I know this is a football podcast. However, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Go Blaney. All the way. Um, but I know you didn't see this, but the fight last week 
at Bristol this past night. Bristol Bristol was Bristol, and that was great. I hope they don't put dirt on it again because that was their whole dirt race. No, go to a dirt track and run on actual dirt on an actual dirt track instead of putting dirt over top of concrete or pavement, you know. And just run Bristol as Bristol. Pave Bristol. Put asphalt on it instead of concrete. I mean, it's, you know, the, the way it used to be. But anyways, um, Saturday night's race at Bristol was what old Bristol used to be. I mean, slide jobs, bumping, banging, tempers flaring. It was great. It was just, it was so much fun to watch, excuse me, that night race at Bristol as old Bristol. Like, it had that old school feel. Um, but for any of those you watch and you saw what happened kind of those last few laps, <clears throat> Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott are running for are racing for the lead. Kevin Harvick is um, known to most fans, unless you're a Harvick fan, as kind of a dirty driver. He wrecked Trevor. He lost an engine at Talladega a few years ago and wrecked Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain was had a good shot to win that race, and he wrecked Trevor Bain in the wall because if he didn't wreck Trevor Bain, he was going to drop out of the playoffs and not get a chance to run for the championship. So in that in that sense, he's pretty dirty. He, he's kind of dirty. There's a few other things. He'll cut people's tires down and everything. But so Bristol happens. Chase goes up to make a move on Harvick. Well, Harvick just drives it straight into the corner. I mean, just deep into the corner. And when he drove that deep, he lost it and kind of, and he wiggled up the track. In that turn, he's hit and chased the whole way up the track and they're chased the cars all the way up to the wall. Well, by hitting each other, you're bending the fender in and you're hitting the exhaust pipe that sits right there that shoots out right there at the end, at the uh, on the passenger side of the cars. Cuts Chase's tire down. Chase is furious. He's racing for a win. It's playoff time. It's go time. This is a cutoff race before the, they go to another round, to the round of 12, and you and uh, trying to finish off for the championship. So Chase is livid. I mean, he is so mad because he felt like he was done dirty, and and, and in a way he was because Harvick didn't really make an uh, didn't really make any um, <clears throat> excuse any excuse or any effort to uh, hide what he was doing. Not really high, but didn't make any effort to try to get off of Chase. He just kept, he used Chase as a buffer of saying, he may go in the wall, but I'm not going to go in the wall, and so be it. You know, and that's not really, I mean, it, Rubin's racing, and I get it, and maybe this is because I'm kind of a Chase Elliott fan. If it weren't for Blaney, I'd probably be an Elliott fan. I like Chase. You know, he's kind of that southern good old boy from the south of Georgia. Um, but he, you know, Chase was furious. Chase goes down a lap. And he runs, <laughs> he's, he's running, uh, he finally gets his lap back, he pulls out, and he passes Harvick off the pit road, and um, he gets his lap back. Well, Harvick, if, you, if you're a lap down, or you're, you're getting ready to be a lap down and the leader's behind you, the cordial thing to do is to kind of move over, give the leaders the best line so they can continue racing, because more than likely second and third place are right behind them. Um, Chase does not do that. Chase is furious, mad as can be, and he's blocking Harvick all over. In the end, Chase costs Harvick the win. Kyle Larson goes on to win the race. Chase and Harvick, I, they don't go at it, but they, I mean, they, they, it was a very heated discussion. Harvick was mad. I mean, he was, he was livid. Um, they eventually went behind closed doors and had a discussion, but 
I didn't. I don't. I see the wrong for both of them, but at the same time, I don't. They, yeah. they both were in the right and the wrong in that situation. Chase shouldn't have done that because his teammates behind him, but also Harvick shouldn't have done what he'd done. No. But I also see why Harvick's doing it. He's going for the lead. He's like, if I rough him up, I'm rough him up. I'm here to win. Yeah. You know, and Chase is like, well, he he screwed my chances winning. I'm going to screw his chances winning. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very competitive sport. And I, I think Harvick, again, this is just my impression of what you were – this yeah. is my impression based off of what you were saying. I think Harvick – deserved like he he had it coming he maybe oh, yeah. didn't deserve to lose oh yeah that race based on what chase elliott did but i mean once you get a reputation of being a dirty driver like uh look at kyle bush oh i know back in um when he first started in his yeah. mouth that's why i left that's why he got fired from hendrick was because yep. of his mouth and his you know 100 percent. so but anyways yeah harvick and elliott uh, got into it, and this is what I'll have to say. And this this will be done for all the NASCAR talk. But um, uh, but before that, you know, it was after the race. They they get to, you know, they're they're the officials are busting up and everything, and it's just not, um, it, you know, I'm I'm just tired of them of officials getting in the way of drivers if they're gonna sit there and point fingers and all that. I don't want to point fingers. Be, let it be like hockey. Give them, let them fight it out. First one falls on the ground, bust it up. But other than that, let them just duke it out. I'm tired. I am tired of these NASCAR drivers just pointing fingers, yelling, and and stopping each other. If the if you are that mad and you want to throw punches and you want to fight, so be it. Let them do it. Because if you do, if you're NASCAR and you don't want your your competitors to fight, they're not gonna. If they know that the other guy's gonna throw punches and that may they may have a chance of getting their, their butt beat on live television, then maybe they won't fight. But either way, let them fight. Don't let the crews get involved. That's when it gets messy. If the crews get involved, find the crews and dock points. You know the first Daytona 500 that was ever aired on television? Live. In yes, live television. Live television. Yeah. 1979. Um, it was Kelly Yarborough and... Um, Bobby and Donnie Allison, the Allison brothers. I know Petty won. Yeah, Petty ended up winning. Him and Daryl Waltrip finished finished second. Um, but it was between Kelly Yarborough and Bobby Allison, who was driving. Well, then Donnie comes up. And, and the famous quote was, I don't know what happened. He kept running his his face into my fist. I don't know what in the world was happening. So, you know, it, NASCAR is that. I don't don't try to make it is what it's not. If it if it was it, it was famous for the fight back in 1979, it's going to be famous for fights now. I mean, look at Earnhardt. How many how many fights does Earnhardt get into on and off the track? Yeah, countless. So, I mean, it, it, but that's all I have to, that's all I got to say about that. Um, <laughs> Force Gump reference. Force Gumping Gump. it out. Yeah. So, Anyway, back to football. Back to football. Um, Odak? Odak, yeah. Um, so, quick rundown. Uh, Bridgewater lost to Randolph-Macon, 31-13. Uh, Washington Lee uh, beat Guilford, 63-7. No, I'm sorry, Cole. They didn't beat Guilford. They took oh. him out to the woodshed. Yeah, no, they took him behind the woodshed, old yeller style. Yes. Um, uh, sad. Um, <laughs> mm. And Hampton, Sydney. I mean, they won against Shenandoah 28-7. Yeah, first one of the year. Yeah, I mean, now they fall one and two. Mm -hmm. It's Batting 300. 
Yeah, batting 300. And then finally, Ferrum beat CNU 26-19. The only out-of-conference game this past week. Yeah, and uh, and Ferrum is still batting 1,000. Whoop, 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 yep. whoop, whoop. Ferrum, so, Ferrum getting it done. Um, Granted, they are 2-0 and instead of 3-0, and but... Well, it's just because of that weird bye week. Eventually, it'll, it'll even out. Everybody yeah. else has got to take their bye week. Uh, so... I mean, I'm I'm excited. Titus Jones got that first rushing t- they got that rushing touchdown. I caught called it, it, called yep. it, called it, called it, and they faked it out too. Faked the camera guy. Yep. Faked the camera guy out. I was watching that live and I was 100%. like, go, go. So um, they did miss the extra point uh, when they scored, but you know, and a win's a win. Yeah. You know, you beat twenty. You beat Christopher Newport twenty six nineteen, and Christian Christopher Newport. You know, coming. Going to play a team that's just lost, thats I always feel like that is the, when they're most dangerous is they just lost the week before. Yeah, they're trying to get their morale back up. They're like, okay. They're, they're out for off. blood, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, but they, they they did good. Uh, Farron's Fer- offense ran the ball really well. They passed really well. Um, Titus Jones took home uh, ODAC Player of the Week. Right? Yes, he sure did. He sure did. Absolutely. So, congratulations, Titus yeah. Jones. <laughs> so, Titus Jones, if you're listening, hey, hey, we'd congrats. love to have we'd love to have you as a guest on the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So, um, but yeah, so beat Christopher Newport. Very, very pumped about that. If I could give some, I say critiques, um, just something for Farm to work on, and what could have cost them game senseless penalties. I mean, yeah, for sure, hits out of bounds, face masks. You know, um, unsportsmanlike conduct, things like that. Like, just, just don't. You know, I get, I get the heat of the game, but like those penalties add up. Well, I mean, and th- this kind of brings back to week one against Averett is the fight at the end of the game. Yeah, there. This is a very emotionally charged Ferrum team. And yes. I think we haven't seen that in a while no. out of Ferrum. But it's and, nice. It's not. You yeah. want your players to have that emotion, but you also want them to kind of. Yeah, hold be on able to, to it. reel it back in. Reel, reel it back in, hold on to it. You can let it go at the end of the game, you know, but yeah. But just don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah. And and it's just senseless penalties. I know it co- it drives coach Adams insane. I mean, you know, if it drives a fan insane and you're just sitting there watching it and then I'm sure coach Adams is just like, "What are you We've worked on this during practice. Like, why? Why why why?" But um and, and another thing too is Maybe get the defense to tighten up a little bit. There were there were some. Now, granted, some of they were playing zone coverage, so they're going to let all that underneath stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it goes to the talent level in Ferrum secondary as well. Um, not saying that those guys aren't talented, but if if you don't have confidence in your team, and granted, it I I might be misunderstanding the situation, but if you don't have confidence in your team to run man every once in a while. Um, and just to change things up on the defense because uh-huh. it, it's going to get stale and predictable if you keep running zone. Um, you know, I mean, it just – it you need to be able to freshen things up, especially uh, when you're running zone because everyone knows how to beat zone. You throw to the sidelines. That's what Owen does every single time we play Madden <laughs> together. And who wins? 
I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a heck of a game. Uh, Titus Jones looked like a stud. Yes. Uh, going into the Apprentice game, which again, we'll talk about a little later. Yeah, I, but I thought defense still tackled well. They just tighten up a little bit if they if they can t- tighten up. Coverage. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to uh, to Apprentice this week. I've heard from some of the football players that they build ships all day and then go play football at night. So we'll see how that. I don't. You know, we'll see how that goes. So oh well. But recapping Division One football. Let's go Mountaineers! Let's go Mountaineers! Again. You going to say it again, or you, you I, got it out of your system? I don't know if I ever get it out of my system, dude. I got an entire year till we got to, till it's up for grabs again. I mean, <laughs> Daggy looked better. He looked better. I mean, he was fifteen for twenty six, hundred ninety three yards, two touchdowns, but an interception late in the game, and. Uh, Honestly, that was a scoring drive for y'all if Daigie would have not made that read. Maybe. I felt like, and Neil Brown talked about this in his post-game press conference, was if we got to 30 or over 30 points into the 30s, we had the game in hand. You know, and and I think, too, we took the air out of the ball way too early. We We should have thrown it a little bit more. And not just ran, not just run, 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 run the whole time. I get it. Letty Brown broke for that awesome, awesome eighty-yard run right there. Second play from scrimmage. That was insane. Loved it. Come back out. Third play from scrimmage. And not even third play from scrimmage. It was um, get the first down, and then you throw the ball into the end zone. Great, great throw. Great catch. It was, it was great. Deggy had really good throws. He looked better, and you know it was. <sighs> You know, he had, um, you know, Brown had, or, <coughs> sorry, Lenny Brown had 161 yards rushing and one touchdown, you know. So, I mean, it, it was it was a great offensive showing, especially going into the second half. Um, now, of course, he kicked those two field goals. And this is, this is what scares me going into Oklahoma. We have not seen from Neil Brown since he's been coaching these past three years, that second-half productivity from the offense. You come out swinging in the first half, and second half you just you don't score anything. I don't think I don't think since Brown's been there. Now, we may have, but I don't think last year we scored a touchdown in the second half, and that you don't win football games that way. Yeah, his, his style of coaching is very much hang 50 on him in the first half, and they won't be able to catch up. It's like, well, depending on the caliber of team you're playing – they could. Yeah. Well, if you do that to Oklahoma, absolutely, with that high-flying offense. Yep. You know, so if you if you don't you st- you can't let you don't let off the gas until the clock strikes zero. You know, you, you can, shouldn't anyway. You shouldn't anyways. And I get feelings and, and that see that's what that's what irritates me. If you're up 44 to nothing and there's like, I'm going for two. Make it 52, baby. Exactly. Like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about feelings. That's not dirty football. I'm out here to stomp you in the ground, you know. And and I, and I say that. And West Virginia has been stomping in the ground plenty of times. No offense, you sound like a Big Twelve fan when you say just high flying. Yeah, high flying offense. I, I won a game that's 52-44. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't mind high flying offense. I really don't. I mean, I've always I've always enjoyed the offense more than I have the defense, but I like an aggressive defense. Oh, for sure. And WVU has a very aggressive defense. I mean, Jerick Bartlett was yeah. amazing. Oh my god, he played good. He was amazing in that game, and and I just think all around our defense did well. It was it was very good, and that goal line stance right there at the end pumped the Black Diamond Trophies back in Morgantown. And I couldn't be happier. It's got me pumped for OU. Um, I'm nervous, but but I'm also optimistic. Yeah, it is. It's seven thirty at night at Norman, Kirk Herb Street, and Fowler are calling it. Oh, nice. Holly Rose on the sideline. Awesome. So like all elite, you know, this is prime time television. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game, and I hope. We we play better at home than we do on the road, but I hope our luck change. You know, our our luck. But I hope the team can rally together and like just practice good and just say, hey, the, you know, yes, we're at Oklahoma, but we're gonna, you know, it's 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 gonna be a packed house. So I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm nervous a little bit. Um, however, I think one advantage we have over Oklahoma is Daggy's maturity. Yeah, for sure. And I. I think our and you, you know you can um, add on to this, but I think one of our issues is not so much Daggy. I think Daggy makes okay decisions. He throws a good ball, nice tight spiral. It's accurate most of the time. His deep ball needs a lot of work. Um, but I think what it really is is if you don't have the offensive line to give him time back there, he's going to panic. And when he panics, he doesn't make good decisions. That's why he threw the interception right there at the end. Absolutely. that. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, like, not to critique West Virginia because, I mean, let's face it, they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, they're not They're not going to listen to us. They're still going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, their offensive line needs to be there to support Daggy. And I think that's what I was saying last week as well. Is just it, it helps knowing that your offensive line is there to help you out. Yeah. And it gives you that confidence to stay in the pocket and make the reads that you need, know that you have the time to do them. Yeah. And you can't just like your defense, if you're relying on your defense to help you win the games, that's not going to work all the time. So I just, it, I don't know. I think I'll, we have a young offensive line, and that's some of our issues. But we had Michael Laughlin back as tight end, and he helped tremendously with blocking. I think that's what really helped us out. Um, so I was, you know, got a, got not only a win over a longtime rival, but also over a ranked opponent. And got the Black Diamond Trophy back home. I mean, all in all, I'm happy that we won, and I'm ecstatic that we didn't lose. Well, so. <laughs> speaking of longtime rivals, <clears throat> let me tell y'all about LSU versus Central Michigan. Oh, big time rivalry, isn't it? Big time rivalry, historic. <laughs> Um, the LSU Central Michigan Trophy, I mean, it's comfortable back in Baton Rouge. Obviously, we have one. You don't even need to look that up. Uh, no, but seriously. <laughs> uh, LSU beat Central Michigan 49-21. Um, we held their quarterback uh, 17 for 24, 156. A touchdown and interception. It wasn't the best game for LSU's defense, but, you know, going into Mississippi State, this is going to be the the second big-time opponent that we've played all year. Um, I, I definitely want to see more consistency out of the defense, and I honestly, I think that's our problem. We're, we're kind of opposite to mm -hmm. West Virginia. 
um, our offense has showed up in in most of our games this oh, year yeah. so far. Max Johnson. Yeah, Max Johnson. I mean, Max Johnson was twenty six for thirty five, three seventy two, and five touchdowns. That's good. He did throw an interception, but but five touchdowns. Yeah, five five touchdowns. Con- compared um, to Daggy's, he was you know two touchdowns yeah. and interception. Um, you thought I was kidding when I said Max Johnson for Heisman. I could see it. Honestly, I, maybe not this year, but if we make another run in the playoffs, it could happen well, for so sure. You gotta, you gotta know, I, you know, consistency out of your defense. It's so funny because me and you are on the opposite sides. Yeah, you're perfect. You're 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 happy with your offense. You like what oh you're yeah, doing. for sure. I'm happy with my defense. I like what we're doing. But it's if it's, you combined LSU and West Virginia, we would be the perfect school. <laughs> Look, here's the here's the, the thing. parties would, would be, be insane. insane. Yes, LSU, LSU and West Virginia. I see no difference in the people in the school. Nothing. I mean, you show me a picture of them; it's the same picture. There's no difference. You know, it's just. <laughs> it's, you know, it it is the it, it's. To be fair, I don't think anyone in the Bayou has ever heard of a pepperoni roll. But you know that that's a them problem. Granted, how many people in uh, Morgantown have heard of jambalaya? Um, it's very true, but yeah, LSU plays Mississippi State at Mississippi State. That's going to be interesting, especially with them coming mm-hmm. off of uh, that loss. loss with Memphis. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see if Mississippi State can bounce back from that. Um, we hope not. <laughs> we really hope not. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we can finish in the top twenty-five this year. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I don't think we're going to make a run for the playoffs. This season, LSU and West Virginia in the bowl game, baby. If LSU and West Virginia play in a bowl game, I think we're going to have to take a break from the podcast for a few weeks once that's announced. <laughs> um, this will become an NSFW podcast really quick if that happens. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we're talking about Max Johnson and his. You know, he he does really well. He he um, he. He's guides not, he leads his offense with maturity and he's not hurting for targets either and I, I think that no. helps a lot. Um what a breakout game for oh god I can't remember his first name. Uh Smith for LSU. He caught one thirty nine and two touchdowns. Well that really narrows it down. Smith. I know. I'm never sorry. heard that never heard that last name ever at all. Never. Um I think it's Trey. I want to say it's Trey. I could be wrong on that. Anyway, um, but Boot was right there with them. Uh, I think Boot. he had – Yeah, Boot is still my favorite player uh, on that team right now. Um, the biggest questions for me, I still haven't seen a lot of consistency from our defense and our run game. Like, mm-hmm. we can air it out all day long, but in push comes to shove and we need to get a one yard mm-hmm. – I don't want to throw to the sidelines and hope for a screen. I, yeah. I want our running back to be able to get that one yard against a team. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, this is our first major opponent. Like I said, you want to say major, I mean, we played McNeese State and um, mm. Central Michigan State. So, like – Well, you also played UCLA, which was a major. No, and that's why I was saying, like, the oh. past two oh, yeah. were McNeese and Central was Michigan. An FC, it was an FCS opponent and a group of five opponents. So. Yeah, so th- this will be our first real test since UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really help things with the rest of our schedule. After Mississippi State, we play Auburn. Um, and then I think 
two weeks after that, we play Bama. So uh, if y'all need me, I will probably be in therapy those those, <laughs> those couple weeks. And, for, you know, for West Virginia, we open up Big 12 play with Oklahoma this upcoming week. And that's a, that's a rough, rough game to go on the road to Norman and start off Big 12. Uh, start off Big 12 uh, or, you know, conference play this week. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I think I think we have a chance, and here's here's the advantage I was wanting to talk about with the with West Virginia against Oklahoma is that Spencer Rat Spencer Rattler has not shown that maturity level, whereas Daigie, who's an experienced quarterback, has shown that maturity level. He leads his offense, and and honestly, that's why he's the starter. It's not because he's he's a better athlete than Garrett Green. Garrett Green has obviously shown that he's the better athlete, but it's because Daigie can lead that offense. He looked better. He didn't look great, but he looked better against Tech, and, and he looked good against LIU. His decision making has to be better. You know, yeah, he ha- he has to step up the time of his reads for sure. Yes, that, that was the one thing that I did notice mm-hmm. uh, when I was watching the game. He was staying in the pocket way too long, like he was holding on to the ball for way too long. Yes, so and and, and just making those 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 decisions. He, you know, once he's made them, the, once he has time to make them, he makes a good decision. Now, granted, that's with every quarterback. I'm sure if Mac Jones was had like all day to throw, he'd make great decisions. You know, he'd look yeah, one hundred percent. He'd look great. But you know that's just some, that's just something I think they're going to work on. Um, something that's nice too is that Spencer Rattler, you only have one quarterback, but he can do it all. He can yeah. he can run, he can throw, but he can make but he will also make bad decisions that'll get you in trouble. Whereas West Virginia, you have Garrett Green and you have um, and you have Daigie. Now Oklahoma has to prepare for two quarterbacks, whereas West Virginia only has to pre- prepare for one. Um, this our secondary is a little young, it's a little thin, but I think we'll be. I think we can be okay. Um, I know, I know, people are gonna roll their eyes when I say this. I can't bet against my own team. I, you know, and and oh no, trust me. When we play Alabama, I'm saying LSU is gonna win fifty-two to nothing. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I know that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But there, there's no way that I'm ever going to throw a score prediction to the other team. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a close one, but I also think it's going to be kind of high flying. I think uh, West Virginia can eke out by the skin of their teeth a dub, thirty-five twenty-one. Um, I have West Virginia winning thirty. Mm. Now you can say Oklahoma loses all you want. I don't care because I like I like I know you. It's very slim chance that West Virginia can win. No, I think. I, I think it's going to be closer. Um, I still think I think Oklahoma is. Once Rattler gets a little bit more mature, and it may happen against West Virginia, this may be his coming out party. I hope not. I I hope not for your sake. Um, but I, I can see West Virginia winning. Ooh, how mm, how close do I want this? I'm gonna say 32-28. Four points. Interesting. Uh, what's your score prediction for LSU? I'll let you go first. Against Mississippi State. Yeah. At Mississippi State. Hmm. Granted, they just did lose to Memphis. I think it's going to be a 10-point spread. I think it's going to be 34-24. LSU gets the dub. And that's a, that's the third week in a row that I said LSU will get 34 points. <laughs> so, but I, th- I think I think that maybe maybe they get a few more. Maybe hit up in the 40s. Um, 
I don't know. I think Mississippi State's got some stuff still to work out. So I think it's going to be uh, 42-28 LSU. 42-28 LSU. And, I mean, I I have been on track with my score predictions thus far. So no, he really has. He freaked I'm, me out a little bit with Tech because he said 28-21 last week and then said – and then West Virginia wins 27-21. So that was a little freaky. I mean, hey, you know what you know. Um, but ho- hopefully that comes to pass. Um, and hopefully we can carry a win into the Auburn game because that that's the first – it's not our first SEC opponent. It's our second, but still, it would be nice to head into that game off of a win instead of a loss. Yeah. Now, getting into conference talk, we're going to talk and kind of review the performances of all the Power Fives. And uh, if you smell something a little funky, it's probably the ACC or the Pac-12. <laughs> because You're not wrong. Because they stink. I mean, who do you want to start with? Like Pac-12, five and seven the past week. We're gonna, yeah. Let's go, let's go from bottom top. Yeah, Pac-12 going five and seven. Um, sheesh, not good. I mean, you know, UCLA. Lose. Granted, I mean, Oregon is in the top three. Yeah, but still. Yeah. But Just still. because one team out of your conference is good does not mean jack. No. For your entire conference. No. I mean, it just, I don't know. Like, Pac-12 is, I they, you know, they had, during July and August, they had that kind of like, oh, we're not going to go under. It'll be the Big 12 that goes under. No, the Big 12 doesn't stabilize. They're, I think they're okay for right now. Um, but I think the Pac-12 is going to be done for in a few years. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. They just... And I think what hurts them the most is the fact that they're all the way out in the West and everything's out East, you know, and just the fact that everything is, um, like, if they play a noon game, that's 3.30 over here, you know. Yeah, it, it's hard on the East Coast and specifically in the South, it's hard to watch Pac-12 football or really care about Pac-12 football. Yeah, because unless you're from out there, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You can't really I, – I mean, you can stay up and watch the games, but come that 3.30 time slot, there's always going to be another game on that's entering into the fourth quarter yeah. or something that's going on in college football on Saturday. That's, well, that will take precedence. And two, you know, Big 12 and SEC football is that all – it's just – it it is like it is a football culture, football atmosphere. And you can say that for um, a Big Ten as well for some of those games, you know. But but with ACC and Pac-12, I mean, the culture's just not there. Yeah, for, they're basketball conferences, honestly. Honestly, but too, with Pac-12, they're just so – it's not even stingy. It's just the fact that they – they're just it's a different breed out there yeah. out west. It's just a different And don't get us wrong, we're not knocking Pac twelve. It's just yeah. I I can't well I'm not knocking Pac twelve. I'll say that. I can't speak for Mr. Owen David's Pelnick. <laughs> um but it's it's definitely it's hard to care about when you're watching over here versus when you're watching over there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they feel the same way about SEC and uh, Big 12. And ACC football, you know. Well, Well, yeah. You know, it's hard for us to care about, like, Stanford and Southern Cal and 
Yeah. And all of, you know, and all in Arizona and, you know, the Arizona schools, it's just, it's just a different kind of culture over there. And plus, you know, it's, unless you're from, like I said, unless you're from those areas, you don't really care. You don't really care. Um, so, but yeah, then there's, there's that, um, ACC, not doing so hot. I mean, I mean, hey, you know what rhymes with ACC? What? Five and three. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of, yeah, I guess so. Five and three, ACC, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but, of course, we know one of those losses was to them all. Oh, Hokey, man. Them all, the gobblers out there in Blacksburg, BPI. Oh, that's a little bit of a throwback right there. Um, I'm not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> Turkey legs are good. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. We, we I heard the Mountaineers ate one right there at the <laughs> <laughs> for, on Saturday's game. So, um but yeah, and then you had in conference play. Um, yeah. So UNC and Virginia. I thought Virginia was going to eke out a win. They looked like they were going to right there at the at halftime. So. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they were up big at uh, at half uh, no, over not, UNC. It was only four points, twenty eight, twenty four. Oh, I thought it was more than that. My bad. No. Mm, anyway, I must have been thinking about our game again, uh, <laughs> and that great rivalry with Central Central Michigan State. I mean, they could be in the SEC. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> um. No. And then next off, you have the Big Ten. They went six and four. Um. <laughs> they got to clean some. Ohio State's got to clean some stuff up. I don't know what's yeah. going on with them. It's I mean, nice that they're not in the top. They're. It's nice that they're not in the top three right now you know yeah but i mean with ohio state they're always going to be those they're like clemson like they here recently they have built a football program that is going to always be ranked in within the top 10 Mm -hmm. regardless of win loss record yeah it's like last year getting into the playoffs with what five wins yeah no that was ridiculous it was five or six wins I told I told Dad I said they they do not deserve to be a they did not deserve to be national championship because they've only played half the games that Alabama did they played only played half the games that Clemson did which to be fair COVID but still 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 they, they started they should at, not be an ex- they should not have ended the season ranked higher than Cincinnati no uh, I'll say that Cincinnati needs to be ranked higher than what they are now yeah for sure they deserve it. You know, I mean, they deserve to be higher than Texas A and M. Now, Penn State, maybe. It, Penn, yeah, that's a toss up. Penn State and Iowa. Yeah, I honestly, I like the top four where it's at. I don't like the top two teams, but that's for personal reasons. Well, I don't like um, the top two teams. I mean, I, I'd rather see Georgia than Bama in there, but I mean, <sighs> well, I mean, I feel like that one spot is fairly interchangeable with those two teams right now. Just yeah. because of Alabama's close loss again or uh, close win against Florida. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I got excited there for a second. I actually <laughs> thought Florida won. Um, <laughs> so I um, hate Saban. Anyway, uh, but still going on SEC. You went seven and two. Vandy lost. So there's that law. There's that. <laughs> they lost. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Vanderbilt. You did great. You played football. You barely. You, I mean, you barely. You showed up to the game. Um, Congratulations. No, I mean, our conference is always going to be competitive out of conference. Um, 
out of conference, honestly, SEC team should just about beat any school in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, should. Just should. Um, it, it just it depends. It depends on the opponent. It depends on how the wind blows one day. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah, yeah, and of course that loss to, uh, from Mississippi State is what also brought that seventy-two. Yeah. And so, and Miss, Memphis is not a pushover team, but no, absolutely not. You know, and how does that look for an SEC? You know, I think the SEC after those moves that they made with Oklahoma and Texas, they don't look as beatable, or they don't look as unbeatable as what. Oh yeah, no, we've we've definitely we've definitely lost some shine mm-hmm. to us that I felt like we had for a while. Yeah. And that's not knocking Oklahoma and Texas. That's just saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, oh, Memphis can beat one of our teams. Yeah. Well, um, also, they're actually 7-3. and three. This was my fault. Auburn lost to Penn State. Oh. In the whiteout game. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. Let me just uh, correct that. <laughs> so. Which I'm not complaining about. No, Penn State. LSU I mean, won. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those seven wins. Whatever. Um, Ole Miss, I mean, stomped Tulane, and Tulane yeah. came within five points of beating Oklahoma. This is yep. why I'm saying that for the Big 12, is Oklahoma the top team? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. You know, they haven't. Um, and, and with Nebraska, that should have been a big blowout game, too, and they didn't. That was the lowest they have scored, I think, in oh, at least, like, Four or five years, probably. something like that. I would say five or six years. Yeah, um, that's the lowest they have scored in a game in about five or six years, which says a lot about their offense. Well, I mean, granted, look at who they have had at quarterback. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Kyler I mean, Murray. Jalen Hurts. Yep. Spencer and now Spencer Rattler. So I, you know, it, it, we'll just you know we have to see what what goes on. Um. So. But you know, sticking with oh, and and now you know, speaking speaking of Big Twelve, Big Twelve went six now because it was the conference. Yeah, with, with the exception of the Kansas loss, and how how we're gonna do that going forward is any kind of conference game is just not gonna count towards the record. No, because it's it's a conference game. Yeah. So um, and th- there's no good way to put that in the win or the loss column. So we're yeah they went undefeated this past week with the exception of the Kansas yeah in non conference game you know so that's 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 nice and I like the Big Twelve schedule of you play three non conference games and then the rest of the season you play conference games and we can do that because of the because we only have ten teams uh, as of right now only have ten teams in the conference now when Cincinnati Houston UCF and BYU join. Then they'll split it up in divisions. Um, I like divisions better than I do pods. Yeah, for sure. I don't like the pod system as much. Um, but I, I think, you know, even if we do go to, you know, I'm sure we'll go to divisions because either way you look at it, we're going to be 12 teams. So you need to split up in divisions unless you just want to play conference games the entire time. But nobody wants to do that. You no, know? because then you can't really rank your teams. Because yeah. if the entire conference on a downswing, then in your first, um, like, say, for the sake of it, let's just say West Virginia goes uh, twelve and zero, mm-hmm. all conference play. Yeah, that immediately puts you into playoff contention because it's a Power Five conference. Cool. Yeah, and 
you know, you're, you're going to be in playoffs. How bad would it look if as soon as you go 12-0 and and as soon as you get into that first playoff game, you lose 66 to nothing? Yeah, that or, would, or you just get blown out. You yeah, know? that would make the conference look like a joke. Yeah. So it's nice to have that conference play. So I still – or that non-conference play. So I think you need to keep – if we go in – you know, you can still play your entire division plus some. So if right now we play 12-game schedule, we're playing – we play nine conference games plus three non-conference games. You can still play that. You can play yeah. your three non-conference. And then – so then you have uh, – you have nine left. Yeah, so you'd play six, your six in, in your division, division. And then two out of the division. Yeah. Which, I mean, could – like in, in the Big 12's case, you could do what the SEC does and use those as like your rivalry games. Yeah. Where, you know um, – But, I mean, for West Virginia, there really is none. Yeah, not, not in the new Big 12, no. Uh, Cincinnati is, but that would be a divisional game. Yeah. So and I, and I this think, is assuming that the divisions actually make sense and it isn't some kind of well I think they're going to whether it be a north or south West Virginia and Cincinnati are going to be in the same division if yeah. they're not that's that's a that's a criminal act whether it's yeah. whether it's split up east or west or north and south it, it doesn't matter so I think you know West Virginia and Cincinnati will be in there um, but speaking of divisions the ACC actually it's been rumored that they actually want to get rid of their divisions. And and the reason being is they want to change, like we talked about earlier, their culture is not really a football culture. If you saw Pitt's game this week against, granted it was against Western Michigan, but they lost. They lost. They lost forty four to forty one. So I mean, you lose to Western Michigan and you didn't even sell the place out. How's that look for recruits? That you know, West Virginia played an FCS opponent and about sold the stadium out. You know, yep. so it's just a uh, correction. LaShawn McCoy did play for Penn State, not for Pitt. I will correct that. That was you just now remember episode this? one. No, I, it has been on my mind. It was uh, episode one or episode two where mm-hmm. we were unsure about that. Uh, but while we were talking about Pitt, I just I wanted to correct that anyway. Back to what you were saying. <laughs> I am sorry, okay. LaShawn McCoy. If you are listening, I am sorry. That yeah, no, I, that one slipped my mind. I forgot about that. Um, but they want to get rid of their divisions, and they want. To just have kind of a free for all, and I think it's too because it you, would certainly allow for more like out of, well, yeah, out of conference games. I guess so. Like it wouldn't be a, a very not demanding schedule, but like it, you wouldn't see the same teams play each other every single year. Yeah, because and I think that's that was part of the issue. But part of the issue too is like. Or you have those Atlantic and coastal divisions, which they really just need to be north and south. Uh, but, you know, say the two best teams are in the Atlantic division. Well, only one of those teams is going to go play the coastal champ, the coastal divisional champ. Um, yeah, I think um, – In the think... ACC championship game in Charlotte. So when your two best teams are in that one division, and then, say, your your best team wins uh, loses on a fluke, and yeah. your conference champion goes on to maybe the playoffs or they go on to a New Year's Six Bowl or something like that, you know, then it doesn't it, – you're not representing your conference as well. But I think Clemson kind of forced the ACC's hand a little bit just by being as dominant as what they were mm-hmm. the past few years, uh, especially in ACC play. So, I mean, we'll see. 
that that's kind of still developing. Um, we'll see how that shake uh, shakes down in the long run. Um, I I think it's a good idea. I think that conference play isn't a bad idea, but breaking it further into divisions kind of murkies everything up for no good reason. Yeah, like I I understand wanting a conference champion at the end that can say, hey. We beat the best of the other division. Yeah. But you should be able to tell that by record. If not, then you should just be able to take your top two teams from your division and force them into a game against each other. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like coming from a Big 12 team, a Big 12 school that doesn't have any divisions. It's it's nice, but also you get into that weird, tricky, all right, say – and I don't know if this can happen or not, but Iowa State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, all are like eleven and one. Who goes off to the, you know? Yeah. It, it, um, I don't think that can happen though because we play because everybody plays everybody. Yeah, you would at least have more than one loss. Yeah. See the. But at the same time, it's a good hypothetical. Yeah. See, that's that's what the, that's kind of been the running joke these past six years with Oklahoma is, you know, everybody's got a tough schedule because. They've got to play Oklahoma, but but the advantage Oklahoma has is they don't have to play Oklahoma. Nope. You know, so it's you know it, it all it it's I don't hey, know. Give it another year. You won't have to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you guys can go beat up on them. And so it'll be. I, I think that's really what's kind of ruined. And we talked about this before. Ruined the Big Twelve stock was that they just let Oklahoma, and, and it wasn't that they just laid over and let Oklahoma beat them up it was just the fact that nobody ever showed up to stop oklahoma you know yeah so um, i mean same can be said for clemson same can be said for alabama like if alabama especially alabama yeah if alabama up and decided to leave the sec one day i think the entire conference would go under and i hate that i really do maybe i could never see it happening you got a lot of blue bloods in there you got georgia you got auburn you got lsu you got florida tennis tennessee I, I know tennessee is not what they tennessee is not what they used to be no with peyton manning and everything but they're still blue blood yeah they're a former blue blood and then you got texas a&m as well so i mean you, you there, there's a lot more competition in the sec but i'm, I'm just using it based on yeah if alabama decides to leave the sec mm -hmm. that would be huge the question, I mean, everybody would want to take Alabama. The question is, is who would want to take Alabama? Alabama would probably go independent, maybe. Yeah, I, I like, could see that. Happening. If you're looking at a conference, do you want Alabama in there? Because then they'll just run the whole, like, if they go to the ACC, they'll just run the entire thing, you know? <laughs> do you want that? Or is the Big Ten, do you want to, I mean, maybe Ohio State can beat them. But do you hey, Alabama, go group of five. Oh gosh, no! Oh no! UCF, no, you no. finally get your wish. No, uh, no, not anymore, not anymore. Because they'll be in the Big Twelve. So, hey, we I, want Bama. No, you don't. Yeah, hey, I. No, you don't. They beat Auburn that year in the I'm trying to think in the Peach Bowl, I think. Yeah, in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. So, hey, I'm down for it. Um, <laughs> but but sticking with like conference, um. With conference realignment, I guess that talk has kind of slowed down since um, that talk has kind of slowed down since the football season has started because the season has taken precedent. However, Tony Creedy is the voice of West Virginia. He is the voice of Mountaineers. So if you ever tune in um, 
to the radio for a Mountaineer game, for West Virginia game, Tony Creedy is the voice you will hear lighting it up over your speakers. He's great. A true Mountaineer through and through. Um, this article came out from the Voice of Motown, which is a, um, they're based out in Morgantown, obviously, um, and they talk all things West Virginia, all things West Virginia. Well, Tony Creedy does this podcast, which I encourage y'all to give it a listen. Uh, it's very West Virginia heavy because they are up in West Virginia. Uh, but the name of the podcast is Three Guys Before the Game. They talk everything West Virginia. Um, and, but they also talk realignment. They talk other teams a little bit as well, but mostly West Virginia. They're a West Virginia-based podcast. Um, but in this past episode, episode 313, titled Mountaineers Gobble the Gobblers, <laughs> <laughs> because, well, hey, that's that's a throwback that, you know, Virginia Tech used to be known as the Gobblers. Yeah. How they figured Hokey was, a, how they figure out that Hokey was a turkey, I don't know. But whatever, you know. Um, but in this article, um, it states, in the most recent episode, Creedy was asked about whether last Saturday's environment against Virginia Tech could help the Mountaineers get into a major conference in the future. Creedy replied by saying, yeah, I would think that. That would, uh, he goes, yeah, I would think that. I haven't gotten to the details on the, I haven't gotten the details on this yet. However, I had an initial text exchange with someone who gathered recon over the weekend about the potential other moves, about potential other moves could be coming in the next year or two or three, end quote. So he says that, kind of raises an eyebrow a little bit, gets kind of thrown under the radar. Next, um, it says, later in the show, a caller asked the following question. Now that the Big 12 is going to add four more teams into the conference, does this mean that West Virginia has no chance of joining the ACC? End quote. Creedy then answers, and he quotes, and I quote, Keep that in your back pocket. No, it does not mean that. Just hang tight. All good things happen in time. All good things happen in time. Like wine, it needs time before it comes along. End quote. So, this to me is very interesting. What obviously it sounds like he he knows something that we don't. And like I mentioned in a previous episode, um, one of the four star quarterback recruits, um, yeah, one of the four star quarterback recruits, uh, Nico Marcoli, who if you didn't, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild name. But hey, <laughs> speaking of which, did you see that high school game on ESPNU, that wild comeback? That was him. Really? Yes, that oh, was wow. him. That was him. Throw up on the ball and everything. Yes. That was him. Mm. He was the he was on the win he was the quarterback of the winning team that led them to win. That was an insane game. Yes. If if you do not watch any other football game this year, you need to watch the last like what Two minutes? No, last minute. Oh, excuse me. They were down um, 24-7, I think, right? Or 28-7, something 28-7. like that, with 57 seconds left to go. They recover two onside kicks and win the football game. That's insane. Yes. Recovering one onside kick, forget it. Two? Oh, yeah, no. That's like a that's you like have, big... Yeah, you have, like, and someone did the math on this, and I think it was, like, you have less than a 10% chance of recovering an onside kick. Yeah. That is like Bigfoot riding in on a unicorn. Pretty much. And that happened over the weekend. So, Nico Marcoli, and it's, 
played a great game, especially in that last 57 seconds, comes out and wins the game. He had said something in um, the previous in, in a previous episode on three guys before the game that he is a big-time recruiter for West Virginia just for the fact that he has now fallen in love with the college, with the school, after his visit. So, which is great. I mean, you know, hey, and, and facilities make a difference. But um, if it's all about facilities, LSU has the best. I'm just saying. Well, and, and sometimes it is all about facilities for recruits. But also, oh, he, for said, sure. he said it was that family feel of yeah. he, their facilities play a huge role into that. Whether you care to admit it or not, facilities play a huge role into that. Um, but, anyways, he had said something about West Virginia joining or. Uh, going to a different league either. I can't remember if he said next year or just they're going to a different league. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to the ACC? I, I don't know. And honestly, at this point, after the additions and being and being as proactive as the Big 12 was, do I want West Virginia to go to the ACC? Yes, we have so many natural rivals in there, all the bi old Big East rivals with Virginia Tech, with Pitt, with Syracuse, with Boston College, with Louisville, with Miami. That would be great, and I think we could build a rivalry with North Carolina. I think we could build a rivalry with um, Virginia. I think we could build a possible rivalry with Clemson because I know they've been begging for revenge after that Orange Bowl smackdown. Well, and he, here's what I'll say before you go in any more in depth. Um, you have all of the opportunities in the world as going into this new look Big 12 or the new Big 12 to form new rivalries. You also get all of those old rivalries mm -hmm. with uh, Cincinnati, West Virginia. I know that was your big one. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to the Big East days. So it, it's very much a, okay, do we really want to reform the Big East mi minus a few teams? Yeah. Or do we want to create something new? And, and that's really all I'll say regarding this. Well, and, and as it stands, the Big 12 is making more money than the ACC. I think ACC yep. is scraping bottom of the Football barrel. Football-wise. Football-wise, scraping bottom of the barrel. Um, so, you know, I, I think as a West Virginia fan, if we and also too, ACC is locked into that long contract, that long TV deal. Yep, and I think that's killing them. Honestly, honestly, I mean, and like we said, like I said last week, there is speculation that maybe the ACC goes under. I don't want to join a conference just within the next two years for it to fall apart. You yeah, know? to have to go through all of this, this again for a third time. You know, so it's just I, I don't. You know, the Big Twelve right now looks very stable. I'm happy with the teams they chose. You know, BYU is very competitive. Uh, Cincinnati is very competitive. UCF is very competitive. Houston's looking okay. Um, <laughs> very competitive. Very competitive. Very competitive. <laughs> I just, they haven't shown me anything. They're okay. They're all right. They haven't shown me anything. If they beat Texas Tech, okay, maybe. And they were kind of in a shootout with Texas Tech a little bit. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I think as of right now, I let's kind of cool the Jets on all the ACC talk. Yeah. If if West Virginia can keep in a rotation of in our non-conference schedules of playing Virginia Tech and Pitt next year, we play Pitt and Virginia Tech next year. Those are both away games, but 
I, you know, Mountaineer fans can travel, especially for geographic rivals. But if we can rotate in Maryland, rotate in Virginia Tech, Pitt, Syracuse, just all of our kind of old rivals and just more of a, a natural fit or natural geographic fit, I think more, more Mountaineer fans are, are very happy. So, um, I think I think more Mountaineers, Mountaineer fans would be very happy. Right now, I'm pleased with what they chose. I'm pleased that I now have two teams in the same time zone as me. So, you know, it's not too bad. The new Big 12 looks very competitive. I mean, and those those four schools are looking good, you know. You take out Oklahoma, and out of the new Big 12, four of those teams are ranked. Actually, no, I'm sorry, five of those teams are ranked now because Kansas State is yep. ranked 25th. Absolutely. Um, but if you take away uh, Kansas State and Iowa State, BYU's ranked, and and Cincinnati's ranked than higher higher than any of them. So, I mean, it's not uh, – it's going to be a competitive league, and I'm excited. So, but um, but still sticking with conference. Uh, we're going to give our kind of early conference champ predictions. Um, you can do SEC and Big Ten. Well, actually, okay, fine. We'll do all of them. We both can do all of them. You go first. I'm not starting with SEC because I don't want to say that name. <laughs> um LSU wins the SEC. No, um, I can't. It's fine. I'll say it for him. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama wins the SEC. I think it's really a neck-and-neck -neck race at this point between Alabama and Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, I think both of those teams are beatable within the SEC. Um, I mean, I really don't see anyone else challenging for the SEC title this year. Do you? Ole Miss or Arkansas. If Arkansas can stay up the way they are, and if Ole Miss can keep that offense hot, I I think in the SEC West, anyways, I think they have a chance. Now, do I think it's going to be close? Nah. Yeah. Um, but I think they have a chance. And in the East, I it's going to be between Florida and Georgia. And if Florida beats Georgia, well, then at the end of the year. Georgia hadn't lost anybody else. It'd be eleven and one versus eleven and one. So I don't, I don't know. I think it'll be either an Alabama, Georgia SEC game or a Florida, and Alabama SEC game. Which either one would be great. It's just a matter of who's who at this point. Yeah, and we'll see as the year gets on. Uh, Big Ten. I mean. I'm not going to say Michigan because we're not going to hear the end of that if that school is mentioned on this podcast. They are the Texas or they are the Texas of the Big Ten. Um, honestly, Ohio State probably has the best chance okay. of being Big Ten, in my opinion, mm -hmm. unless you think otherwise. I think it'd be Penn State. Really? I think Penn State. I think Penn State's got a good chance. I think Penn State is still kind of unproven in my eyes. They've had. Uh, what two big wins so far? Uh, yeah, because they beat Wisconsin and then they beat Auburn. Um, but I, we'll see. I I think it will boil down between Ohio State and Penn State. Mm -hmm. Um, but either one of those I feel like would be good Big Ten conference champs. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to do ACC Big Twelve? Uh, you can do ACC. Um, ACC is such a toss up every single year. I think I, I was watching the Virginia Tech game uh, the past week, 
and it was a different ACC champ every single year, or out of the uh, Coastal Division, excuse me. Out of the Coastal Division, it was a different champ dating back to 2012 every single year. Mm. Um, if Clemson doesn't answer the bell mm-hmm. at this point, yeah, I could see Tech winning the ACC. Maybe. I could see it happen. I'm not saying that it's likely, but I could see it happen. Um, I think. Or if UNC bounces back. That's what I was going to say. UNC, or maybe, maybe this is UVA's year. We we laugh because I know, I know, I know, but. The Murray family, I am sorry for my laughter. Oh, poor Roxanne. Oh, um. I maybe you know it's always running it's always running the joke that UVA is better at everything but football. They're, oh yeah, they're great at everything but football. Oh yeah, um, but they 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 beat Tech after all those years. I mean they've come they've come up through they've, the, you know, they've come within striking distance. Yes, and Bronco Men, Bronco Mendenhall has done something. Shoof. He he's been doing something out there. So at Charlottesville, so. Maybe if they don't give up another lead like UNC, but it's been they won a co-championship back in '95. That's the last time they were they won a co-championship, which yeah. I think is stupid. Um, but before that, I think it was '89 was the last time they actually won an ACC championship. So yeah, they're in there, and it's been a while. It's been a long while. So maybe um, who do I think? You know, I'm not sold on Clemson. I'm. I'm really yeah. not, but out out of that division, who? Yeah. You know, I don't. And I mean, honestly, that's why I was saying Tech because Tech is consistent. If not, they aren't great, mm-hmm. but they're good enough. Well, yeah. So in the Atlantic Division, you've got Wake Forest. Wake Forest could win it. Wake Forest is above Clemson. Wow. So you got Wake Forest, Clemson, Boston College, NC State, Syracuse, Louisville, and Florida State. Um, I'm, I'm just going to – and Tech is up there now too. Um, and Virginia – so they all look pretty even, but, I mean, I don't know. I think you – if I'm going to say my best chance, UNC comes out of the Coastal and Clemson comes out of the um, – if if Wake Forest goes undefeated this year and goes to the playoffs, I'm gonna be shocked. Like oh, that, yeah. is, that is good. that's gonna be wild for sure. <laughs> that's gonna that's, be, that's be the best college football playoff run of all time. That'll be that'll be that'll be hilarious. It just, that would be awesome. That'd be I'd awesome. No, that'd be awesome too. That different, you know. But it'd be so shocking that Wake Forest of all places, and it's such a small school too. I didn't know that. Only like a, a student body of five thousand. Yeah, I didn't know that they were that small, but um, so I think uh, I don't know. Out of I think I think Clemson will be the champ this year. Um, I don't know they're two and one. So, but if they lose another game, I don't think they'll go to the playoffs. Um, so yeah, but uh, we'll see. I think I think Clemson will be by a slim margin of the ACC champ. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm sorry, I take that back. I think it'll be UNC. You think it'll be UNC? I could see that happening. I mean, UNC, besides the one year of Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. they really haven't. They've struggled to find. But relevance. they got Sam. They got Sam Howell. So yeah, he's he's solid. 
They've they've struggled to find relevance in the Gordon past. Solid, he's a Heisman candidate. I'm pretty sure. It's week. It's going into week four. I thought he was last year. I'm pretty sure he was. Sure. Anyway, um, Pac-12, Oregon. Honestly, I don't see, yeah, I don't see anybody else. There's not really anyone else there to challenge. I mean, you asked um, me last week. I would have said UCLA just to save face a little bit. Um, or Stanford. I can see Oregon and Stanford lining up, uh, playing in that conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, I still think Oregon comes up on top. They're ranked number three for a reason. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna argue with you and say it'd be Stanford. Of course you are. <laughs> I wouldn't expect against, anything different. I'm just gonna go against you and say Stanford. Yeah, I mean, of course you are. It's fine. They had that one loss to Kansas State, but maybe Stanford comes out of nowhere. Um, Big Twelve, Oklahoma, uh, Texas. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not Texas. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Um, horns down. Horns, yes. The usual, the the weekly, routinely, horns down. Um, uh, I don't know. If Kansas State and Baylor are looking pretty good. TCU's looking pretty good. Big 12's kind of a toss-up this year. If West Virginia gets better, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll get up there. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them beat Oklahoma. Um, I'm I'm gonna say Oklahoma. I, I would say West Virginia if we still had Will Greer at the at the helm. Um, you hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to see it, but understandable. Yeah, I'm not sold completely on Daigie, and I've said that before. I'm not entirely sold on Daigie. Um, he doesn't make the greatest of decisions. But I think Oklahoma just, they have the they're better. They're consistent. I mean, they're they, consistently excellent in executing. I think I think they, they just have the, the better talent on that side. But we'll see. I hope, that, I hope they, you know, I hope they end up getting... I hope they. I hope they lose this week. You know, I hope West Virginia comes out with the win. Comes out of Norman with the win. But I honestly see. think this week could be a preview of the conference championship game. You think so? Yeah, uh, I think it'll be interesting for sure. I th- we'll see. Um, maybe a Kansas State and Baylor championship. That'd I'm, be cool. I'm not for sure, but but we'll see. And and you know, with conference championships, we're going to kind of go into the AP poll after that too. Um, as we said, SEC champ, who we think will be up again. There. For the what third week in a row? Can we fourth, just fourth, oh, week. fourth, fourth week. week in a row? Excuse me. Can we not talk about number one? It's Bama. It's going to be Bama for a while. Uh, with fifty nine first first place votes too. Wow. No. <laughs> uh, Georgia gets. Uh, three first place votes, but they end up second in AP poll. Oregon jumping up there to third place. I like it. I like it. Um, Oklahoma four, not really surprising. Again, this week is going to be, I think, their biggest test as of to date, just because of the caliber that West Virginia has played with already. We'll see. I think I think we'd feel better if we had. We still technically we kind of got that monkey off our back when we played. Virginia Tech, you know, yeah. of um, 
of, you know, you lose to Maryland in the season opener, but I mean, again, Maryland so far has proven to be just a really good football program. This yeah, year. they're three and zero. So um, we'll see. I think Iowa should have been number four. To be honest, I think they played a little bit better, um, or they they have been playing better. Um, that defense. I don't want to face that Iowa defense. Yeah, they look solid. It's yeah. So, um, but Iowa comes in at number five. Uh, Penn State at six. They they could honestly. I think Iowa. Or Penn State could you could make the case for them being ranked higher, uh, especially if Oregon somehow loses. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see both of them, either one of them, being bumped up to that number four slot. A uh, and M ranks sixth. No, A and M is seventh. Oh, excuse me, A and M seventh. After coming off a close win, lat, not not this not week three, but I think it was week two of a close win. Yeah. Um, yeah, week two of close one with Colorado, um, Cincinnati. I think they, I think they're higher than Texas A and M. I think they should be seventh after beating Indiana the way they did. One hundred percent. So Cincinnati clocks in at eight. Clemson is ninth, and I get it. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe and again, that kind of brings in the question of that brand, like how how you've been talking, because they're two and one. Yeah, like they're only lost being to uh, Georgia. Yeah, which granted Georgia is number two, and they're number two for a reason. But mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see if Clemson can keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ohio State. I mean, it's always hard to talk about Big Ten schools, mm-hmm. just because it always seems like, with the exception of a few good years out of Ohio State. They've always gone to the playoffs and gotten embarrassed. Yeah, like Ohio State won the national championship one year, mm-hmm. I think, and then every year after that, they've always gotten blown out in their bowl game. Who Clemson? No, Ohio State. Oh yeah, no, not Clemson. <laughs> no, Clemson blew out Bama with Trevor Lawrence that year. Yeah, when they went when they went fifteen and zero. Yeah, so. Um. So, uh, but then Ohio State is tenth. Um, I think Ohio. I really don't know. I think that's a good right now. Yeah, it's a good for, benchmark for them because you really don't know what you're getting at this point. Um, uh, Florida's eleventh, which honestly you could make the case for them moving up after the close loss to Alabama. Yeah, that could be in the top ten. I could see it. Uh, Notre Dame is twelfth again. Hard to rank independent schools. Week four is really going to be a telltale after this week because a lot of schools are starting to get into conference play now. Well, so. not Notre Dame. Um, well, yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Ole Miss comes in at 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa State 14th. BYU is 15th. So and they um, they come in play Arizona State this week. They're That'll looking, be a good game. They're looking sharp. Uh, Arkansas clocks in at 16th. So. Coastal Carolina, seventeenth. I mean, they haven't moved. Oh, excuse me. Coastal Carolina has not moved at all since these rankings. Maybe like one or two spots, but I'm, they've been right there. Same with um, Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina have not moved up nor down. Yeah. Um, Kudos it, to them. Yeah. Wisconsin comes in at eighteenth. Michigan comes in at nineteenth. Michigan State comes in at twentieth. North Carolina comes in at. Uh, 21st, is that? Yeah. Uh, Fresno State is 22nd. Hey, they beat UCLA. I know, but that is so surprising to me that Fresno came in 
what are they? Two and one? Because uh, they lost. Yeah, they're two and one. Because they lost to uh, what you call it? They to... lost to Stanford, I think. No, no, they lost to Oregon. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. excuse me. Because that was that. Because they kind of they scared people. They scared Oregon fans a little bit. Um, yeah, sorry. I just have to double check this. And yeah, wow. No, they're three and one. Three and one. Oh, I'm excuse sorry. me. They've already played four. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Auburn is twenty third. They only dropped one by losing to Penn State, which isn't too bad. UCLA is twenty fourth, and Kansas State jumping up there three and zero. Three and zero coming uh, after beating. They beat Stanford. They've beaten Southern Illinois. Yep. Um, and I think it's no. This week is Baylor versus Iowa State. I could be yeah, wrong. I think it's uh, next week. Would next be... week, yeah. But Kansas State comes in, and they're. Um, they're they're getting ready to start conference play as well, so uh, it's interesting. Um, and for all those other teams who are receiving votes, uh, TCU received ninety one. Absolutely. Liberty received fifty six. Creeping on up there. Virginia Tech received fifty two. Yeah. Oklahoma State received fifty one. Maryland received twenty nine. Arizona State received twenty four. Texas received twenty two. <laughs> I don't. I, I again. I think that just goes back to more Longhorn brand. I don't get it. Uh, USC is sixteenth, or get USC gains sixteen. Uh, has sixteen votes. San Diego State receives sixteen votes. West Virginia baby received fourteen votes. LSU fourteen. So we right there. We neck and neck a little, you know. Hey, bowl game. Bowl game. <laughs> Watch first year doing the podcast, and we already we have to face off in the bowl game for the second time ever. <laughs> West Virginia plays LSU. Yes, um, Kentucky received twelve votes. Boston College received nine. Wake Forest receives seven. Texas Tech receives five. Stanford receives three. Memphis receives three. Louisville receives one, and Wyoming receives one as well. Yay! Wait, no Army. No army. Oh, that's sad. Um, poor army. Yeah, poor army. Honestly, not really a whole lot of surprises mm -hmm. in the top twenty-five uh, as of right now. Texas got way more votes than they should have. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's always gonna gonna happen. Yeah. So, but that's AP top twenty-five um, for Division One. Now, getting into ODAC. ODAC standings. Um, Coming in at number one for the ODAC, Randolph Macon. Does this come as a surprise to you? Not really. Um, they beat, uh, you know, they beat Bridgewater, which is a big win for them. Bridgewater's uh, a top, you know, right up there with uh, Bridgewater's right up there with Randolph Macon. Oh man, they dropped a lot. Yeah, no, they've dropped big time. Um, so coming in at number one for the ODAC, Bridgewater. All right, I'm sorry. Randolph Macon. Randolph Macon, my bad. <laughs> I, I was looking at Bridgewater while I said that. Um, but Randolph Macon comes in with a conference record of 1-0, and but their overall record is 3-0. They're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, coming in at number two is Washington and Lee. They're also 1-0 in, uh, in conference record. Conference play kind of started this week. Um, and their overall record is 2-1, and and they're on a two-game winning streak. And then the, the biggest head scratcher for me is Hampton Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, they're one and zero in conference, but they're one and two overall. Yeah, I feel like I feel like your overall record when it comes down to that should also play a factor in it. Yeah. So Hampton Sydney is is third in ODAC, but they're one and two overall. They're 
their only win coming this weekend against Shenandoah. Um, so I mean, yeah. Which again, Shenandoah is two and one, and that is their only loss to Hampton Sydney. But I, I really. Ferrum, I think, should be in that third overall spot. Yeah, even though they're even though they haven't played any, you know, and they're going to be fourth. But even though they haven't played any conference games, I mean, they're two and zero. They're two and zero. They're batting a thousand. So, I, I just think I think they should be above Hamden City. That you know, and what's going to happen next week if they win against Apprentice yeah. and they're three and zero, and everybody else, say Bridgewater, Shenandoah, and Guilford all win. Um, well, who does? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. But oh no, yeah. Say Guilford. Guilford wins. Uh, Bridgewater, Shenandoah, and Guilford all win. And um, Farum is sitting there. Oh, they're on a bye week. Yeah. Okay. Well, still, Farum can be at the bottom there when they yeah. really shouldn't, and they're just three and zero. Yep. Um. So they just kind of start conference play play a little a little late. But anyways, Farum is fourth. Bridgewater coming off that loss against Randolph Macon is fifth. Shenandoah is sixth. And Guilford is seventh. Um, Guilford got a butt whooping from Washington Lee, sixty-three and seven. Yeah, that that wasn't a football game. That was a massacre. <laughs> and it was about that like that time when Farron played Greensboro and beat them eighty or eighty-one to like seven or something like that. Yep. So that was a that was a wild game, just for the fact that like you just you, at that point you just. Like that, that, that is when there should be a mercy rule, you know, yeah. <laughs> of like, all right, we're going to kind of cut this game a little short. Cause... Well, I mean, so going back to the rankings for a second, mm-hmm. the only team who is below 500 is ranked third in the ODAC football mm-hmm. standings and they're, in the rankings. Yeah, and they're batting 300. Yeah. So, so hey, we'll see. Uh, next week, a lot of things should shake out. Um Again, Farum doesn't start conference play until week after next. Yeah, and yeah. But uh, going into the schedule for this weekend, uh, Hampton, Sydney, Guilford, uh, Washington Lee play Randolph Macon, uh, Bridgewater plays Emory and Henry, and then uh, Apprentice and Farum is at one p.m. at Farum. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emory and Henry just played Apprentice and stomped. Them as well. I think it was like sixty-two to seven or sixty-two to three. So Emory Henry stomped Apprentice. So I don't expect Emory Henry to do anything less than that. You know, like or, or did I say Emory Henry? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant Farrow. 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 I'm sorry. I feel like I committed a cardinal sin right yeah, there. You come know? on, man. Sorry. Um, but I think I'm just gonna. I think Farrow gets the win. I don't think you know. You can't be too careful with these teams. But I think Farrow gets the win easily. Uh, you got a score prediction? Score prediction, I'm going to say 35-7. to 35-7? I'm going to say it's a hair closer. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 28-7. Just because I don't think Ferrum's... I don't think Ferrum's... I think Ferrum's defense can hold Apprentice to one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think Ferrum's offense can produce... More than a touchdown a quarter. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, and I hope I am wrong about that, but we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I say our game of the week is going to be Bridgewater versus Emory and Henry. I mean, it has to be with Emory and Henry going to D2. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and Bridgewater 
being at the top. I mean, they're two and one right now. I know they're not at the top of the conference, um, but I th- I think they they'll be in that top in those top three spots. Oh, for sure. They'll they'll either can be competing for two or three. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Again, apprentice at Ferrum mm-hmm. this Saturday at one p.m. Yep, uh, um, ten tickets are ten dollars to get in. If you're a student, just show them your student ID and you'll get in for free. Um, so yeah, uh, like we said, Ferrum for me, my score prediction: Ferrum wins thirty-four to seven. Uh, Twenty-eight seven for me. Um, and before we head out of here, if Farum, Farum had recently talked about within the past few years of they are now they now offer a certain number of graduate programs or of master degrees, um, and they have talked about possibly changing their name. So, if Farum were to change their name, because they're tech, that they can now use the universe and they can now use university in their name. If Farum were to change their name, what would you want it to be, and would you change their colors or their mascot? I so want to say that it's just Ferrum University. Like, my inner 12-year-old is screaming at me for saying, like, just Ferrum University, just because that's awesome. Um, that is very immature of me, and I recognize that. <laughs> for those of you who are for, not, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, but just if you're not getting it right now, think about it. Ferrum University. We can't really say much more than that. Uh-huh. Um but no, I could see them going uh, Ferrum Methodist, uh, throwing an FM or uh, an M in there. FMU. Yeah, FMU. That would be cool. Ferrum Mountain University because they yep. sit right at below uh, at the base of Ferrum Mountain. Um, I don't think they should change their colors, uh, just because there's a lot of history there. Yeah. Or their mascot for any reason. I mean, they're the they're the Panthers. Black hat football. They're the Black Hats. Like, there's a lot of history there. I'm not saying that it's going to be disrespectful mm-hmm. to previous players yeah. who have come through that program. Um, but, I mean, I if they did change their colors and mascot to, I guess, go along with their new title, mm-hmm. like the university, mm-hmm. um, I'll be curious to see what they would do. Because, I mean, there's not, really, there's not really a color scheme that they could go with yeah. that another team hasn't done already in the conference. Besides, like, something really exotic. Yeah. Um, what about you? I, either, like you said, Ferrum University is what first comes to mind, and then you think about it, and you're like, yeah. You can sell a lot of merch with those those two, you know, that oh, acronym. Oh, I would for sure buy a Ferrum University abbreviated shirt. Yeah. Um, you could get University of Ferrum. And people have said, well, you can't do U of F, because that's Florida. We'll just say UF, you know, just University of Ferrum. Um, oof. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> just that's the chant. Ugh. 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 That's that's just the chant from the stands. Um, yeah, but yeah, maybe University of Ferrum. You know. Yeah. Uh, colors wise, um, I don't know why, but I've been watching the. I, I well, I know why. I enjoy watching the Office. I've been watching the Office lately, and you know, Andy Bernard went to Cornell, so I really like. The Cornell colors of red and white, which is also the high school colors here, Franklin County High School. Um, oh, sure. Um, yeah, no, Ferrum should change their colors to purple and gold. No, not purple and gold. Oh, my gosh. 
No. One of the colors is already in place. Just make it happen. No, no. Uh, I maybe red and white. Um, that would be a shock. Yeah, just because of the high school. Um, you know, I I I don't know. At, so this this is an old school throwback. Their mascot, if they were to change their mascot, why not be the Shiners? Franklin County is the moonshine capital of the world. Show off that rich history of moonshining. Um, but That'd yeah, be cool. I, I, you know, that would maybe. Um, but Franklin County High School's old colors used to be blue and green. Oh yeah, so I don't. That doesn't really fit. But um, the black and gold fits fair and well. I would just say red and white because red's my favorite color, and I think red and white go really good together. Uh, maybe blue and white, uh, green and white, something like that. I, I don't know. Green and gold, yeah. John Deere. <laughs> hey, it fits. Um, but yeah, so I just I don't know. I think that would be. That would be something that I would, uh, maybe that. Um, but before we go, uh, it has been a very somber week here on Farham College's campus. Um, Farham, unfortunately, experienced a death on campus this past weekend. Um, here at the Panther Pod, we would love to send, we would like to um, send our condolences, our thoughts and prayers to the family that's been struggling during this tragedy. Um, and to all of the Farham, to all of our uh, Farham family, uh, you know, here at the Panther Pod, we're praying for you. Uh, we're praying by those affected and those who knew that student. Um, but yeah, just our, our deepest condolences. Uh, but with that, I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And this is the Panther Pod.